0: Hello and welcome to Dishing It, the food podcast all about Scotland where I catch up with food brands and well-kept faces to talk up the glorious food scene here in Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire and all across Scotland. In this penultimate episode of series 2 I take a deep dive into the world of Castle and Farm where owner Anna Mitchell talks about where it all started for a family farm shop, scaling up the business and growing a well-established Scottish brand. I love business chat and even better when it's a food business so if you're like me this one's right up your street. Don't be alarmed at the mentions of scorching 20 degree heat. You're not missing out on a suntan. This episode was recorded back in August. Yes, I know it's bad. But despite the delay in editing, all the details are still relevant. Right, let's head into the polytunnel that is this podcast, and I'll see you at the end for a quick debrief. Okay so the berry basket has been in heart for the day and Anna Mitchell from Castleton Farm is sat ready to unleash her food go-tos from around Scotland on this episode of Dishing It. Anna welcome to the podcast. Hi hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine thanks yourself?
0: you good yes very very good. What's been the highlights of today? You've been out in the farm busy?
1: Um, yes so we're full flow and um, we're picking strawberries, raspberries, blueberries and cherries at the moment so lots happening.
0: Lots going on, great to hear. I visited Castleton uh, Farm shop a few months ago and I haven't stopped thinking about it since and I couldn't wait to have you on the podcast to hear more about the the starting story of Castleton and a bit more about the business too and also your food recommendations. So let's kick off a bit of time travel, Uh, where did the Castleton Farm story all begin?
1: So Castleton Farm has been in my husband's family for generations Um, My husband Ross, so he moved here with his parents in 1992, having bought the farm from my father-in-law's cousin. Are you keeping up?
0: I'm keeping up. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't surprise me when he's in northeast, (laughs) it's usually how it goes, is it? Yes.
1: (laughs) So um, my husband Ross was brought up on a dairy farm, um, just slightly north from here, and then the opportunity came to move to Castleton so they moved here in 1992 and at that time they were milking cows so they brought the cows from the farm that they were at and inherited a small crop of strawberries. So uh, that was where the fruit side of the business started. Um, We used to do pick your own back in the day and supply um, a few local shops and then the decision was made in about 1998 to sell the cows and stop dairying completely and concentrate on the fruit side of the business. So polytunnels were uh, first put in in the year 2000, which basically revolutionised growing soft fruit in Scotland because it took away the risk from the, the weather causes havoc so basically if your crop's ready and it got rained on then the crop was basically ruined from there the strawberry acreage grew we started to plant different crops uh, different berries so raspberries in 2005 we introduced blueberries and in 2011 we introduced cherries which was the first cherry orchard in scotland oh wow so yeah, so I think Castleton's probably one of the biggest um, soft commercial soft fruit growers in Scotland now.
0: Wow, and the rest is history, as they say.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So and then did the, the cafe, did it follow a few years after, um, just as the business kind of grew?
1: Yeah, so the farm shop, so originally we opened a small farm shop in the village of Fordham. Uh There was an old filling station and it was lying empty and just right off the A90, perfect location so in 2004 we started selling berries some local meat cheese veg that kind of thing in the shop there it was open seasonally for four years and then um, that had given us the confidence that there was a market for the local foods for the berries for everything else to build a a farm shop at the farm Uh, uh, we felt that to be open all year round, especially as we didn't have berries all year round, that it would need a cafe to get the footfall,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which was totally right. In fact, probably the cafe's the footfall driver these days. Um, so, yeah, so that opened in 2009. Um, I've expanded two or three times since then. And, um, Amazing. Yeah, it's grown, arms and legs
0: growing arms and legs so that's mm-hmm. what is that about 18 years near 20 years 1992 trying to do my maths yeah
1: nearly 20 I years mean...
0: nearly 20 years <laughs> yeah from the start actually, wow
1: yeah well does it feel, feel like really 20 years <laughs>
0: does yeah. it feel like 20 years
1: that makes me feel old <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's just say it's flown by flown by um and you touched on the berries and the berries I've been strawberry picking when I was little and been to various different places that grow their own and I feel like your ones are just like top of the shelf what's the what's the secret to the cast I mean you might want to give it away on the podcast but is there like a, a certain kind of method that you follow or is it just literally just you just do what you do and it just it just comes
1: I think our location is a, ma- a major part in it. That So we're um, quite far north in the country, so we get long daylight hours and we mm-hmm. have a more temperate climate, although it doesn't feel like that today when it's 22 yeah. degrees in September. It's yes. In <laughs> yeah, oh, the end of <laughs> August. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. So Yes. So generally we get, um, it's warm during the day and cooler during the night. So the berries take longer to ripen, which means that they, create more sugars so they're sweeter.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah. See, I like knowing the science buying food, mm-hmm. always interests me. And obviously from the berries, you make your own uh, preserves as well. Did you make your own preserves before or was that something that just as the business was growing, you're like, hey, we could maybe do this as well?
1: Yeah, so the, the my jam making days started back making jam with my granny in her kitchen, making jam with the strawberries that my grandpa grew in the garden, Uh, We used to sterilise the jars in her oven, and so that's where I kind of learned to make it. And then as the business grew, we had the cafe. Obviously, it made sense to serve our own homemade jam with our scones, and then uh, people were asking for it, so we put it into jars, put it in the shop, and since then, it's just grown arms and legs.
0: Great. I always remember making jam with my mum, and I remember always diving in too quickly with a spoon. Again, uh, scalded <laughs> mouth, <laughs> never mouth. <Yeah. could. laughs> never good. No, that could.
1: hurts. That hurts.
0: Yeah, I've learned my lesson. And obviously you sell a more Castleton Farm produce in the farm shop as well, which is literally a shop local's paradise. Um, I think lots of local stuff in there. What's a product that you sell that you always have stocked in your kitchen?
1: Um, oh, that's a hard one too. Probably two of my favourites would be ola oil, rapeseed oil. I always cook with that. And secondly, we've always got to have the um balsamic vinegar. The Little Dune balsamic vinegars are delicious. Oh yeah.
0: They're really good balsamics. Really, really good. And uh when you've had a busy day on the farm and you manage to find a minute to grab a seat in the cafe, what's your what's your usual order or what's your recommended order?
1: Um well if you're going by the favourites, it has to be a pepper steak baguette followed by a castle and yeah,
0: yeah. strawberry tart <laughs> always there's no other way is there
1: no it has to be that
0: honestly and I to be honest I think uh, you guys converted me to a strawberry tart because I've never had a good one and then oh, I came to in and I was like right this this is what they're meant to taste like mm-hmm. this is them because yeah. you know when you get the the ones from the bakers and the the pastries like it's obviously like a shop-bought pastry and it's just mm-hmm. not not the usual but no really good and lots of strawberries big strawberries on top of those ones that you have really really good ah great so um whether it's your cook home meals your bake at home frozen scones or your build your own tarts Castleton always seems to be at the forefront with ideas and different offerings what inspires you to stay ahead of the the curve in the food industry do you think?
1: I suppose it's listening to what our customers want Um, and I mean this last two years year and a half has been a roller coaster and what's been required and we've just adapted to what the customers need so I mean cook at home scones obviously people weren't able to wait for a scone so we made them so available so that they could cook them at home uh, same with the steak baguettes it was you couldn't come to us for one so we'll allow you we'll give you the everything that you need so you can do it at home
0: amazing keeping the customers well fed I love it yeah love it and I mentioned the cook at home range that you do and when I went and I knew that you did it already but I was expecting like the, obviously your traditionals that you had like your steak pie and your stovies but then I loved that you had like your coconut chicken you had your your pork goulash and your Thai chicken noodles and all that sort of stuff and I thought it was really nice to see like a different like a a huge range of different things to come out of um, the shop too and because you've got so much variety it just gives you more more to play with which is great what inspired you to start up that cook at home range was it from the pandemic people not being able to come in or was it long before that
1: yeah no we've been doing it for many years now um I suppose it started from demand again, where uh, whatever one of the favourite dishes in the, sh- in the cafe is our macaroni, and people wanted that at home, so we started to sell that, our steak pies, it's just it just grew arms and legs basically, mm-hmm. um, so we started off with one kitchen, which was our kitchen for the cafe, and then we started to do the ready meals so people could buy them in the shop, Um, so we're doing that in an evening or evenings in the in our kitchen so when we extended we put in a second kitchen which was basically for the ready meals so yeah it just it grew arms and legs
0: and do you think it's that listening to your customers is what's helped the business evolve so well as you say grow arms and legs customers keep. absolutely
1: yep there's you've got to go for the market it is there's no point in me coming up with an idea if nobody else agrees so no you have it. to listen to the customers to know to know what they want
0: definitely and what's the what's the wackiest recommend or the wackiest uh, suggestion someone's asked for have you had any random ones
1: uh, i'm trying to think uh, well, we, at the moment because so we've got a website where people can go on and place orders for click and collect but we quite often get people just now going on and ordering like a cream cake to get delivered to England.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Even, well. <laughs> even
1: with the best will in the world, there's no way one of our strawberry cream cakes is going <laughs> in one piece to England.
0: <laughs> God, no. God. It's nice to know that people want to send it that far.
1: I know it is. It's that's lovely, a, a nice compliment. there's no way it's going to make it. <laughs>
0: what a shame what a shame so we touched on that it's come up 20 years since um the business came to be what's been your highlights over over that period
1: um that's a tough one i don't know if, it's a long time um, it's
0: a long time to go back and think of everything that happened i suppose
1: yeah and i mean like we've won some awards which is always um a highlight but i think it's more the fact that people keep coming back And that you know, it's the small things where you have a regular customer who comes in and gives you a compliment, and they've been coming for years, and yet they still give you another reason that they're coming back. And I can't—I've been trying, I've been racking my brains trying to think of an exact example, but I think it's just the fact that um, we have such a good customer base, and that they come back again.
0: It's good and it's one of those things that, and I guess to get that sort of feedback continually it just reminds you why you do what you do and that people keep coming back for more which is fantastic Um, and obviously during um, that time you've faced a pandemic and dealing with a business in the pandemic which I can't imagine how stressful that would have been during that time with all the different restrictions and pressures that were on you. What was the biggest learning that you took from that time and I guess suppose the time we're still in but what was the biggest learning?
1: I think for us it was being adaptable and dynamic and able to change uh, on a heartbeat basically because the restrictions changed weekly, daily at times and we just kept adapting our services to whatever was required. Um, And also that relationships are really important. Like um, knowing your supplier's, knowing your customers uh, was really important. Whereas some of our suppliers who you thought you had a good relationship with, they turned out not to be that helpful. And vice versa, we, um, you know, ones where you thought they weren't that bothered actually turned out to be amazing.
0: Oh, that's good. I like that.
1: Yeah. So I think relationships and it worked like we really tried very hard to look after our customers during that time so yeah relationships and being able to adapt
0: yeah Uh, amazing (laughs) love that and your kind of cafe extension kind of garden patio area I like to call it was that because of the pandemic or was that something that you were kind of building up to anyway but the pandemic yeah, it was, kind of maybe it, it was on a plan
1: it. it was on a plan but it got um fast forwarded <laughs>
0: yeah good and I'm, I'm glad it did because it's an, an amazing space it's great it has
1: it's been brilliant and this summer especially although it's almost been too hot it has been yeah, too hot, I hot out there at times where you'd never thought you'd have said that in scotland but yeah it's <laughs> no. it's been an amazing space and we've got really good plans to use it going over the winter as well
0: Great. Oh, can't can't wait to see all that happen. What I love about um, Castleton Farm is that sustainability is definitely right at the top of your agenda, which is fantastic. Why is uh, sustainability such an important part of your business?
1: Um, Well, I suppose the business has been passed down to us from previous generations, and we want to make sure that we are able to hand it over in a similar fashion. And yeah we've just got to we've got to do our bit to look after the planet look after what we can and pass it on
0: definitely and do you think that's something that's kind of changing within farming is that farmers are becoming more sustainable or more kind of um sustainable minded about their processes and what they do with the land do you think that's something that's changing as we kind of go through the years well
1: i to be fair that farmers have always been very very conscious because that's what their bread and butter is is looking after the land so I think that that farmers are have always been very aware of that and that it's maybe the retailers that are coming round to realizing how important that is Mm -hmm. and there's lots more to be done in that
0: definitely and I asked that question in that way because I never know how that question is going to land And I'm glad you answered it the way you did because my brother-in-law is a farmer as well and he is always hammering down that the farmers are the most sustainable people out there. absolutely,
1: they are.
0: 100%, and I agree, 100%. Um, What would you say to any of the naysayers that say farmers aren't the most sustainable and that they are a cause of climate change, global warming? Is there anything, if you ever come into that sort of discussion with someone that you always, is your hard line fact for them?
1: Well, for me, I think local food has to be the winner like why would we bring in avocados I could go off on a total tangent here
0: (laughs) you could go on a tangent I can always cut it
1: (laughs) but um people who are trying to do their bit for the environment should eat in season and locally because that's the best way to do it
0: I love that. And I'm going to use that as a, maybe the tagline to the episode. Local food has to be the winner. Mm-hmm. I love that. Definitely. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Um, right. Okay. Let's get on to your food recommendations. So I'm dying to know you've chosen to do a breakfast, lunch and dinner tour around Scotland. So where where are you starting off for breakfast? So for and what breakfast, are you ordering?
1: I am going to go to Shum.
0: Oh, great choice hmm and great I am choice. going to have
1: their nan bacon roll. Yes, 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 yes. So we've um, been to just show our, ourselves in person, but then during lockdown, it was my husband's 40th, so we, I ordered him the the cook-at-home kit,
0: and oh, that's what amazing. we had for
1: breakfast on the day of his birthday. So that was such a treat, oh. it was January in the middle of lockdown. So What a great breakfast to have. Home. Yeah, so... I would, uh, I think that, that's
0: where I would have breakfast. Amazing. It's such, I think Dishoom is such a great place. I went to, um, obviously there was one in Edinburgh and I went to one in London and that was the first one I went to. Yeah, and I remember way. like being like, I be like Indian for breakfast. Like I don't really know that's <laughs> going to land. And then I remember I had exactly the same. I had the, the bacon naan and I was like, holy moly, this is life changing. So, good. so, so good, so good. So yeah. good. So, and then where are you headed for your lunch?
1: So, for lunch, I'm going to a farm shop and I'm going to go to Globurn Farm Shop just outside Perth.
0: Glogeburn.
1: hmm Where they do an amazing a eh, twice-cooked cheese a cheese souffle. Twice-baked cheese souffle.
0: That sounds really good. hmm <laughs> I could I could tell in your voice out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wish I had it, yeah, now. It's really I had it good.
1: now. It's really good. And they've always got an amazing sweet like homemade sweet selection as well so if there was room for pudding there would be something there that you, there would be lots of things that you could choose from from their cabinet
0: nice love it and so that's near That's outside perth did you say yes i said perth and do you know do you know the people that run it well or are they yeah i do know them yeah
1: i do know them yeah um through just industry things the yeah, I've met, yeah. Ah, mm-hmm.
0: good good and where are you heading for your dinner
1: this is a tough one. Was
0: it a tough one? I, dinner's always a tough one, I think.
1: Yeah, because I do love seafood as well. So I really I didn't know where to go. However, I've decided upon going to the Porter House at Fainston in mm-hmm. Inverurie, uh, where their speciality is um, steaks. And I bet it's a good steak, good steak from there. Yeah, I love a good steak.
0: And what sort of sides do you like with your steak?
1: Chips
0: obviously. Chips yeah big big (laughs) chips big boy
1: chips. (laughs) Yeah and I like tomato and mushroom Mm -hmm. and I do like always good side. I do like a nice sauce a nice peppercorn sauce. Yeah
0: it's only way with a steak is it?
1: Mm, Yeah I think so.
0: Yeah definitely and amongst all that what sort of what's the drink that you is a must-have for you?
1: I, I like a good gin and tonic. I And then with my meal, even though it's steak, I would still have a glass of white wine.
0: Lovely. Do you have a preferred brand of white wine?
1: Uh, not particularly. Uh, I'm a bit of a quaffer. I like a more a drinkable wine.
0: <laughs> oh, a quaffer. Okay, I get you. I was like, a quaffer? What is that? Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I'm a quaffer <laughs> too then. I'm a quaffer <laughs> times 10 when it comes to wine. <laughs> yeah, something
1: that's drinkable.
0: Yeah, easy. Just goes down mm-hmm. the hatch nice. Yeah. That's a great food selection. And if you had to pick anywhere for dessert, just to throw that in there, is there is there a place that comes to mind?
1: See, I do love pudding. Can I go to my mum's house?
0: Yeah, go to your mum's house. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. I mean I, I can't mom... I can't I can't tag her as a business to go to, but unless she wants to, <laughs> her address to be tagged. No, uh, no. <laughs> what would you what would you order at your mum's? My mum mom
1: makes the best chocolate mousse.
0: Oh. I, I love, love that chocolate Chocolate mousse mousse. and is it like a chocolate mousse with a bit of cream on top or is it just full chocolate mousse it's
1: just egg and chocolate heavenly Mm -hmm.
0: sounds it i Mm. used to make a i had a recipe but i've lost the recipe book and i had a really good uh, baked chocolate mousse Oh, and it was good and it made like it was like half cake half mousse and it was Mm -hmm. it was really good but i had to find that you've just reminded me how much i miss it (laughs) oh oh great suggestions so what is that song that always takes you to your happy place um
1: it's a bit cheesy but i do love shut We're up always and like dance. cheesy <laughs> We're
0: always like shut up and dance oh,
1: yeah yeah good.
0: i love hearing all these recommendations because i'm always i was a signal just like yeah that's good yeah one. perfect there we go and why Why do you like that song so much is it just a a feel-good song gets your toe tapping yeah
1: it just kind of makes you want to get up and dance
0: there we go it does its job i mm-hmm. love it Love yep. it. Well that's been so great and so interesting to speak to you tonight Anna and find out more about Castle and it's always one of those places I've been to but I've just never I've always wanted to know more about where it all started and I love hearing about where things start and where it's going but um what do you think the next step is for you guys is there anything burning burning away oh,
1: we want to make more of our uh, conservatory that we've just built as you alluded mm-hmm. to earlier so, yes, we've got a great space there, and um, we've got plans for Christmas parties where um, we would set up so that people would eat in the original cafe area, so it's nice and warm. But then the dance floor would be in the conservatory and the bar. Yes. So, you can have a yes, boogie yes, yes. in a cooler area.
0: Nice. That's Will you plan. be the DJ? DJ N- with uh, no. Shop and Dance? <laughs> well, maybe. No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah amazing. so we've got
1: plans for that yeah so we're just trying to work out how best to to use the area mm-hmm.
0: well I suppose with everyone missing their Christmas parties last year
1: exactly There's you'll be up
0: stocked out the door 100% yep. well that's been great and I can't wait to see what happens um over the next few months and years for you guys and I'll be coming and by to get more jam because I'm out of my stock that I bought mm. so I'll be back down soon to say hello
1: good that's great thanks great well thank you
0: so much we'll see you later okay bye 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 Bye. local food has to be the winner wise words there from anna from castleton uh i knew for this podcast that it would be all about business and all about um how the story started for the brand and as i thought it panned out that way and it was great to hear about how the story started I love hearing how businesses start and how businesses evolve and how businesses go through change. And it was fantastic to hear the full Castleton story straight from Anna and not reading it on a website, which is always nice and doing my own research. But full of food recommendations and Dishoom for the win. Love Dishoom for a breakfast. If you haven't been, go. And if you can't go, get the cookbook. There we go. No excuses. So that's it for this episode. Stay safe, eat well and speak soon. See you next week.